0: kind of have to i actually really i forget who told me this but it was a while ago they're like look sir logically speaking if you don't know anything and you just keep going and you just don't stop you will eventually figure it out one way or another. Think about it. If you just- I love that.
1: Welcome to the Spicy Chai Podcast. I'm Mara kimthias I host this podcast and still work a successful and fulfilling 9 to 5. My guests are content creators just a bit ahead of you. You will hear about their struggles and wins. Learn from their mistakes so that you can avoid making them. So grab a cup of spicy chai and let's get started. Hey, what's up, beautiful? Today, we're gonna to be talking about LinkedIn. Yes, LinkedIn. Remember that platform that only resumes or job hunter people or recruiters job hunter people? Like, poof, that's so funny. What I mean by people who wanted jobs or recruiters would use? Well, now, LinkedIn is a great hub for new content creators. Yep, yep, hear me out. It's like Facebook, back in 2008. It's like, you know, people are like, oh, it's only for professionals and, you know, people who are in corporate. No, it's not. There are so many content creators on LinkedIn today. And it's a great way to have that organic reach that you do not get on Facebook or Instagram and all of that. So today, my guest and I, Sari Masadi. We talk about everything LinkedIn from how to make use of LinkedIn to his fears when he was starting on LinkedIn to also his five-step system that he uses to get clients on LinkedIn through his content. So stay tuned to the episode and now we're going to the episode. Today's guest is an award-winning online business coach. He specializes in helping online entrepreneurs like myself Get more clients organically through LinkedIn and Facebook. His online programs have generated over six figures in revenue, and he has done it all without having a million followers. Talk about quality over quantity. And this is someone that I call a mentor of mine and has helped me leverage LinkedIn. All right, this is background Marok here. So one thing I would like to say, I mean, first of all, ignore my sick slash sexy voice. But one thing I would like to say is that every time I introduce a guest, this well and I take some time before the episode and really memorize and know their accomplishments beforehand and use it at the beginning of the episode while the guest is there it always puts them in a really good mood and obviously has a great impact on the episode itself so if you are a new podcaster take a few minutes and take some time to introduce a guest this is a technique I learned from Tom Billiou, and honestly I have not regretted taking extra time anywho back to the episode
0: um, I'm excited to be here, and like, yeah, I've I've heard so much about your podcast. Listen to some of your episodes. I just watched your last episode. Um, I thought that was really cool. The last guest you had, the one you just uploaded today, I've yeah, seen Rich that Brooks. TikTok guy.
1: What's yeah. his name? Sorry, oh, Jonathan Narin. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: He's so cool. Like, yeah. I, 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 I've I've scrolled on Instagram and seen his TikToks. I'm like, oh, this guy creates good content. And then I saw him on your podcast. I'm yeah. like, whoa, all right, yeah, I get be on a podcast like that.
1: <laughs> he, uh, Jatin is, like, really awesome. And the cool thing about him is that we've actually connected way before he became, like, popular. Like, oh, really? We knew, yeah, we knew each other and we were, like, helping each other out as content creators, like, way before he became viral. So I think that's, like, the, the beauty of, like, the connections and the content, right? all right this is background mark again and this is the reason why you should be so kind to every creator out there you don't know who's gonna hit it big i mean you should be a kind human regardless without wanting something in return like obviously but this is the biggest benefit so be kind to everyone all right back to the episode Um, and that podcast definitely had so much gold so yeah (laughs) no i'm excited for this one and i obviously we will dive into linkedin the world of LinkedIn, but. I know, and people have probably heard your story, but just for everyone listening today, what is your story?
0: Okay, so my business story, I'll start because, like, I guess, like, life story goes a long way, but my business (laughs) story starts back in 2016. That's when I did my master's at Queens. We went to the same university. Yeah, yeah. uh, (laughs) yeah, Queens represent. So, in order to graduate, one of our main projects was to start a business. Right, and the business had to generate some income, and it could not be like Kijiji or Craigslist (laughs) or eBay. You couldn't just like like cheat your way through it. So I went through uh, like a bunch of ideas, ups and downs, and then I realized, okay, let me build a blog. Cause I saw a lot of people were, blogs were very popular back then, especially in like 2016, 20, like before then. And I, I realized you could make some decent money if you like from the ads, just based on views. So I realized, okay, you can make it. I think the metric was for every thousand views, you'll make about a dollar. And I was like, okay, well I can get a thousand views. That's not that hard to push to a website. So I did that, graduated from the program. And then within six months, I grew this website to a million active readers. So that's in yeah, it was influenced digest.com. So that was kind of cool. That was kind of like my first step into this entrepreneurship world. Then after that, um, I started getting hired by different universities across Canada to start giving lectures on digital marketing, SEO, all this stuff. It was really cool. I was giving lectures like MBA classes and stuff like that. So that was cool. And then one day after one of my lectures, actually one of my lectures at Queens, the Toronto campus, I got a call from someone and he said, Hey, look, I'm a professor at Queens. Um, I was wondering if you could help me out with my business. I'm looking to get some clients. I was like, Oh, well, what do you do? He's like, well, I'm a consultant on the side. I, I consult on artificial intelligence. So at the time, I didn't know anything. I said, Well, I don't know, maybe give LinkedIn a try. It sounds like a cool idea to start with. And he's like, No, no, I trust you. So he, I remember he, he transferred me 2K that day. He's like, all right, You know, like the complete, he's like, risk free, man. We'll see what happens. Like if it all fails, it's all on me. I was like, Okay, cool. So I built him this entire marketing plan, executed it for him. And then two weeks later or three weeks later, he calls me, he's like, Sarim whatever you did worked. I was like, what do you mean it worked? He's like, I just closed the $50,000 deal. I'm going to New Mexico in a week. Like, thank you so much. And I was like, Oh, thanks. Like, this is great. And then he started referring me to like more and more of his colleagues. And then I actually ended up running a marketing agency for almost four years uh, from that. And that's kind of where I got my first start. And I was basically running marketing, like I was running marketing campaigns on LinkedIn for people to get them clients. And it was cool. And I did it for four years. Then around when the pandemic started in 2020, 2020, yeah, I I kind of switched over to coaching. I just, I was losing fulfillment in the agency space. I wasn't as excited about like just getting up every day, just like finding leads for people. Uh, I realized that I had a lot more fulfillment in actually coaching people and like, you know, the idea of like, you know, give someone a fish, you feed them for a day, teach someone a fish, you feed them for life. I was like, if someone just knew how to get clients on their own, like think about the skill that would give them, like they, they could start any business and just like, understand once you understand the principles, it's like, you can just recreate different product services and just get like, you know, make, make a great living from it. So anyways, that's when I switched to coaching and it's yeah, 2022. So I've been doing it for like, yeah, two and a half years now. So overall it's been about six, six and a half years, almost seven years now in the whole LinkedIn online world space. And, uh, yeah, that's kind of what's brought me to this point now.
1: I love that. And I love that you went from like so many, like you've tried and experimented with so many different things. You were doing your own business and then you did like a few lectures and that, that kind of went into just working one-on-one with this person. And you never said no. You were just like, all right, if you want my help, let's do it. <laughs> and you've just always had that mindset, right? Like, hey, if someone needs my help, I'm, I'll figure it out. And that's a mindset mm-hmm. that kind of like pushes, like holds people back, right? Everyone's just like, I need to know everything before I start. So mm-hmm. what would you say to people? Like, how did you get this mindset of like, let's just keep going. Let's just do everything and we'll figure it out.
0: Yeah, that's a really good question. I would say you just, you have to have a lot of self-belief in yourself. Like, look, a lot of times things may look bleak in like externally, right? And it happens, right? And, and you just kind of have to, I, I actually really, I forget who told me this, but it was a while ago. They're like, look, sir, logically speaking. If you don't know anything and you just keep going and you just don't stop, you will eventually figure it out one way or another. Think about it. If
1: you just—I love that.
0: Let's say you have a goal to make a million dollars, hypothetically, right? And you don't know anything. You don't even know how to make five dollars or a dollar yet, right? If you just keep optimizing, like okay, this doesn't work. Okay, well, great. Now that's feedback. Now let me keep going, and you just keep optimizing along the way you will get to where you want to go. So that's like, I truly, truly believe like the number one strategy above everything else is just do not stop. If you do not stop, you will succeed one way or another.
1: Yeah. I love that. And that's the thing. And it takes us, it will take us back to the content piece of it, right? Like everything Mm. you did today or everything that you are doing today for LinkedIn, it all starts with content. Um, what gave you that kind of, Uh, idea or what made you go that path of, okay, content is the way that I need to start. And then everything else comes after.
0: Yeah, that's a really good question. So
1: it was because
0: about in like 2015, 2016, that's when kind of YouTubers were taking off. Like YouTube was becoming really popular, Uh, Instagrammers, like influencers, all this kind of stuff. So I, what I did was I started like analyzing it and was like, okay, how, like it became, I really quickly understood that you have to get attention. Right, you have to garner attention in order to sell products, to do anything, any form of influence. Even if you look throughout, and then I started actually studying this. Like if you look throughout history, how religions were formed, how governments were formed, how societies were formed, it was about just garnering the attention of people. And if you can make them believe something, then they will give you their commitment, whether that commitment be financially, emotionally, mentally, you know, romantically, whatever. So that's kind of where I started, and I was like, okay. And then also at the time, Gary V was starting too in 2016, yes. and I remember he came out with this one video he's like just document everything document everything
1: and i was like <laughs> document because, don't create yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah
0: yeah he was just like crank up so i was like okay okay so i, I i'm actually really grateful I made a, i've made i have a lot of footage from when i first started and mm. all that stuff so yeah it, that's kind of like the name of the game i guess to, summar, to, to summarize my answer here is you really really need to under, like content is about attention once you have people's attention and you garner their trust then you can start taking that next step, right? Which is offering them services, offering them products. But the first step is garnering attention and content is the fastest way to do that.
1: I think that's really profound what you said there. It's all about the attention. And I love that you brought it, took it back to the history and politics. And it's all like Mm. everywhere. I mean, even if you look at political campaigns or everything, it's all based on what we see, what we hear, and that's all content at the end of it. Totally. Where I want to go next with this is, what I love about your stuff is that you made content very specific for LinkedIn. You know, it wasn't Mm -hmm. just create content. It's create impactful and intentional content. So let's dive a bit into that, like LinkedIn content. When someone's starting off on LinkedIn, how is that content different than let's say Instagram or Facebook or TikTok?
0: Oh, okay. That's a really, really good question. So the thing about LinkedIn is obviously you're speaking to a professional network. Mm -hmm. You're not necessarily speaking to, Like, I don't know, a 12 year old who's just, you know, at at recess (laughs) or on their way home from school or something like that. So you have to understand, you have to understand your audience first, right? So you have to like slang, all that kind of stuff, like the short forms, it it doesn't fly as well as well as much on LinkedIn. So you need to, number one, obviously understand you're speaking to a more professional network and you just need to really understand the audience, right? So the good, uh, like, there's pros and cons, right? Obviously, there's more users on LinkedIn, so that's great. But what I realized is, look, if you are selling a, course program, anything in particular, you have the fastest access to the highest income market on LinkedIn, right? That's like that. So one of the hardest things in, in business is getting someone to pay, right? Like to pull money, to pull out their credit card and invest in your services, right? It's it's not, I wouldn't say hard, but it's typically the bottleneck where people struggle, right? right? So if you, why not? I always, I've always believed this, put yourself in a position to win always right and i always think about like I this is one example i can't remember if i read it or came up with it but it was like look if warren buffett walked into a kindergarten class right oh now, yeah i
1: read that post yeah yes. no no nobody Loved would it. nobody
0: would give him respect right like yes. no one maybe like okay he's just an old man walking in the room great he did not put himself in a position to win right there yes. but if he was, on that same day walked into the new york stock exchange people would be bowing down like truly they'd be like in awe of like the legend walking by them so it's like Put yourself in a position to win. And that's why I see LinkedIn as such a, it's it's such a fruitful platform. And it, like you have the highest opportunity to win, in my opinion, on LinkedIn.
1: I love that. And it, it's so true. Like, even if you like, think about the amount of information, I think this is something I learned from you, the amount of information you get from a LinkedIn profile, or so let's say an Instagram profile or a TikTok profile, like, you know exactly uh, what someone's income earning potential is, where they work, what do. So it's really easy for a lot of one-on-one coaches or people getting that kind of high ticket offer, would you say totally. LinkedIn is for everyone? Or do you think LinkedIn is more for certain entrepreneurs versus others?
0: Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's for everyone. I would say it's for high ticket entrepreneurs. Like if you're selling like, I don't know, like low to anything under 500 bucks, I would not actually go on LinkedIn because you, you could, cause you, like, here's the thing, when you are selling high ticket, you don't necessarily need an insanely high volume, right? If you're selling, let's say, a two thousand dollar coaching program or course, right? You make a hundred sales in a, in a month, like even that's a substantial amount, and you're a multimillionaire. You know what I mean? Like only a hundred. Whereas, if you go and sell, I don't know, like a like a hundred dollar watch or something like that, right? you need to make so many more sales to get that. And then I don't think LinkedIn can actually is that is the right place to do that. I think that would be a good place to go Instagram. That would be a good place to go like Facebook, right? Like go again, just understand like there's a billion users on LinkedIn. I mean on, on, on Instagram, sorry, there's a billion users on Instagram. So for your low ticket products, I would actually encourage you go, go to Instagram, go to those areas. If for your higher ticket products, you are far better off uh, on LinkedIn.
1: Higher ticket products, right. And then, so you actually go in your content, go through this a lot. And I would love for you to break this down for hmm. the person listening today. What are five things people need to do on LinkedIn to start?
0: Oh, like to start, like, I guess, get, yes. getting, like yes. making sales, getting traction or, all that kind of or stuff?
1: just like starting out on LinkedIn. Hey, I'm a coach or I'm a creator, but I'm going to try on LinkedIn because I think that's where my audience is. Where would someone start? What would their map be?
0: Okay. So first thing I would say to start with is, figure out what you want to offer, right? Even if you're just a content creator and you don't have a product yet, right? Well, depending whether you have a product or you don't have a product, I still encourage you to have an idea of what your offer is because you don't want to focus too much on, you You don't want to build too much of an audience and then go in a completely different direction. So step one is have an offer about what you want to actually sell to your to your market that's the first thing the second thing is now you have once you understand your offer you need to go and get traffic behind your offer how can you get the right buyers to actually go and find you on linkedin and start looking at you and engaging with you now now that's the second step so first is offer second is traffic third is now content right? Which is the thing I notice a lot is a lot of people post content, an insane amount of content, but they don't have their offer or traffic dialed in and then they struggle, right? So that's why it's so important that the first two are locked in, which is offer traffic, then go and create content. Yes, content is obviously so important, uh, the most important, in my opinion. Um, And that is about like building trust and authority. And then the last thing I would say is you need a conversion system, right? You don't want to just be a content creator because LinkedIn's not going to pay you, right? For creating content, right? right? Right. Maybe on on Facebook, you might get paid. I think Instagram started something now where they're like paying content creators, but genuinely like LinkedIn won't do that, right? They're not going to pay you. So you need to have a conversion system. So if you have an offer, You have the traffic, you're creating content, speaking to that audience. Well, now the last step is, okay, you need a conversion system to now take these people from just becoming viewers, looking at your content, admiring you to becoming part of your tribe, your community, your customers, your clients, right? Those are the four steps when you're able to lock in an offer, have traffic looking at you every day, uh, building trust and authority with that audience through your content and have a conversion system to convert those people into clients. That is the real name of the game. It's pretty simple too. I'm not going to say it's easy, but it's simple when you really break it down. And I always say to anyone, if you're ever struggling in business, it's probably because you don't, you have one of those four things missing or broken, right? It's really just those four things that you need.
1: Right. And I think number four is the one that most people don't focus on at all. Like the conversion mm-hmm. system. They think they're going to make content they're going to have mm-hmm. an offer. They're going to have a product. They're going to make content and people will just come. Could you mind yeah. just diving deeper into the conversion system that you have on LinkedIn?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Sure. So most people, what they'll do is like, yeah, they'll create a lot. Most people, most sales calls I speak with, but most people I speak to on sales calls are, you know, people who are, who I have not worked with personally before. I my first question to them is, okay, how are you getting clients right now? And 95% of the time it's the same answer. So I post a lot of content and then, you know, once in a while, someone will reach out to me, we'll get on a call and uh, you know, we'll close the deal. See, the problem with that is that just you're operating on hope marketing. Hope marketing is like hoping someone reaches out to you, hoping someone decides that they're going to buy your stuff. Now that might happen once in a blue moon or, you know what I mean? Like once in a while, but a conversion system is actually building out a systematic process so that they can go through, they can go to your world. So I'll give you, I'll give you a very basic one, right? Like the the, the training video that we've done, right? Which is like, okay, I create content every single day on LinkedIn, right? Five days, five, six days a week, right? Now from there. I'll get like each post of mine will get about two, two to 5,000 views and then some will go viral, but let's just say on average, right? Two to 5,000 views per post right now. The next thing that'll happen is at the end of, I'd say 85% of my posts, I will say, Hey, look, I have this free training video that shows you how to get clients from LinkedIn. It's completely free, complimentary, and it'll give you a way more in-depth analysis on how you can get more clients, which is essentially educating them on my offer, giving them value, but totally for free. Now they will then click on this link, watch, they'll put in their name, email, phone number. So I know exactly who's watch it. They will then watch this training video. Now them watching this people, like people don't understand how valuable it is just to get someone to take that next step. You've literally gotten them to the next step here, right? So if they just watch your training video, great. Now you give them an enormous amount of value. I even say like, give so much value that like you could charge for it, right? That's how much value you want to give them. Then at the end, you just make an, you make a call to action. You say, Hey, look, if you like what you learned in this video and you want to learn more about how to implement this schedule, a one-on-one call with me, and I can personally show you how you can implement it. They book a call. Now you have a qualified sales call. And then if it's the right fit, they'll, they'll sign up for your program and they'll pay you in full. And you, like, if you really think about it, like really simply, it's like, okay, your content was the awareness. Great. It's like your content was kind of like that first front facing thing they saw. Then they took the next step into your world, which is like, okay, well, there's no real risk for me. I get to watch this free training video, learn more, right? I got to give my, you know, a little bit of my information. Cool. Boom. That's an exchange. Then they watch this video. Then they get so in and like, they get like, how can you say this? Like they get so connected with your message. They start like really, um, they really start getting involved with you, emotionally connected with you. They believe in you. And then they book a call and then you go through. And it's like, it's really just a three-step process. Now, obviously there's a lot of ways to do it, but that's just one conversion system. And it works so effortlessly so well, as long as you pump it well.
1: Right, absolutely. I think that's that's the important piece as long as you keep pumping it and as long as you keep following up with the people who've also signed up and Mm -hmm. all of that stuff. And I think that's like very, very important. So I think what Sarim was talking about is like a video sales letter, like a VSL free training video, um, which is kind of, I mean, something you've mentored me through and now I have a free training video and absolutely agree. This is so impactful because I was one of those people before I met Sarim where I was creating a lot of content And I didn't have a system. I didn't even have an offer. Um, And while talking with you and getting your coaching, I realized, oh, shoot, I'm actually really good at what I do, but I don't have an offer and I don't have a product. And I hope marketing was something I smiled at because that was literally me. Because I'm like, oh, people, and people did reach out here and there. Don't get me wrong, but it was just like something you were just kind of relying on versus having your own system. So I completely agreed. Number four, like having a conversion system especially if you are someone who's creating content for a business or someone who wants to monetize their content, that's extremely important. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for saying all of that. Now I want to take a bit of a tangent and I want to kind of go into the mindset piece of things. Cause I feel like that is something you're so good at. You know, uh, I would say that's one of your strengths. So Appreciate what are that. some of the fears you would say you started with when you went on LinkedIn or something? Yeah. I mean, I've, I like,
0: I appreciate what you said. And I'll I'll be honest, like I've had all the insecurities that people go through. I think like everyone does. And, but the, like it's just about overcoming them. Right. And like the fears that I started with were, first when I was started, I first started on LinkedIn when I was like 21, I think 21. So my first fear was like, who's going to listen to some 21 year old kid on this platform with all these like professionals who have been in this industry for like 20 plus years. Like some of these people have been working jobs longer than I've been alive. Right. (laughs) So, so, so that was one fear of mine. Um, Second fear was like, I don't know, like, what if people hate me? Like, what if my, my content, like, you know, doesn't stick, you know what I mean? Like, what if like people come like all the, I had all these fears. Right. And I think, the, the The reality is that all these fears are inherently like built into us like that's why I'm saying like I don't think anyone is like fearless It's right. just a matter of they've they've overcome fear, and like you know if you look like again, I'm not a scientist, but I've read the book in the book, sapiens, they talk about this, right. That we have so many, cause we, we've evolved for over thousands and thousands and thousands of years. Like for example, when you, when you're hungry, I don't know if you noticed, but you eat really fast when you're hungry because your body doesn't know when you technically your body doesn't know when your next meal is coming. So your right. body kind of like forces you to, to eat really fast. But in reality, you know, that, you know, at least for us, we're lucky enough and blessed enough to know that we're going to have another meal. Right. So there's no need to eat so fast. And it's the same thing with our fears. We fear being ostracized from the group we fear being judged we fear all of these things but the reality is is that you like you need to emotionally start understanding like at least i had to go through this right to start emotionally understanding that all these fears are not really valid anymore we're not going to starve we're not going to, you know, we're not going to be like, like killed or hung for some of our content. You know what right. I mean? Like, we're not going to be ostracized from the group, right? These things are like unfounded. So I took a lot of work and I, I, I really, I'm appreciative that I was able to handle all those things at a really young age, like mm-hmm. 21, 22, I was dealing with all that stuff. So I'd say by the time I was like 23, I was like, all right, well, like, you know what, if they don't like me, it's all good. Like, you know, I'm, for every one person that doesn't like me, I'm sure there's like five that are okay with me. So, so right. that's kind of what, what brought me there.
1: It's kind of like, you will not die <laughs> affirmation. Like, and I keep telling him, like, this will not kill me. I will not die. Uh, yeah. And it's weird because it's so powerful, but it's so stupid, but it's so powerful. Like, will this kill me? No, it will not kill me. Um, yeah. And it's a, I love that you said that you experienced all of that when you were very young, because you went to that, you feel like, you know, I am enough. I don't need validation. You know, the kind of mm-hmm. what kind of Gary Vaynerchuk says, oh, um, don't listen to people who are cheering you on and don't listen to people who are booing you. Just totally. stay in your lane you are enough. I think that's very important. With your journey, you've obviously mm-hmm. hit many milestones. You've mm-hmm. you know, gotten that six figure revenue. You keep building your business and you keep growing. What are some of the fears that you have right now that are coming through as you're building? Some fears I have? Yes. That's a good
0: question. On, on a business note, one fear I have that I'm still working through is like, now it's like, now I have a team right? Like I have a team and it's no longer just like me, like soul doling. It's not even just like me and, and, a, and a couple of VAs. It's like, these are like people whose livelihood risk, like rests on my shoulders. Now there's, I feel like an added pressure to perform. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's fine. Like I, I'm, I'm good with it, but it's like every day it's, I just, I wouldn't necessarily call it a fear, but more so maybe a concern yeah. that it's like, okay, I got to like, you know, this is not just for me anymore. Like the like, like I, but I love it now because like when we make a sale, when we grow it, like everyone on the team is like, like they feel it's their win too. Cause everyone played a part in it. Like, exactly. Oh, I added this connection. Oh, I started the conversation. Oh, like I was one of this and it's like, Oh, it's like, so I, I love that part of it. But then also I guess a concern is like, okay, well, now these people are relying on me. They, they trust me, right? The same way, even with my clients, right? It's like, you guys it, like, trust me, not only with your money, but your time, your energy. It's like, you trust me to give you, to lead you the right way. So I feel like at this point in my business life, I'm transitioning more to becoming a leader. I feel like before I was just like solo doling, it was just like, all right, conquer the world of my own. And it's gotten to the, I feel like I've gotten to a point where it's like, all right, you've done, you've done pretty well on your own, but it's like, you can't do this alone anymore and you need that team. So now like I feel more, you know, just not again, concerned. That's like, okay, I need, I'm learning how to become a better leader, right? That's really my my concern, my focus, and uh, just being able to lead my team, lead my clients to success, lead everyone around me. And I'm, I, I feel like I'm starting to become that focal point in my life where it's like, People are now looking to me and they're like, like, you know, when you're a kid, you look to your parents and you're like, yeah. Oh, what do I do here? What do I do here? And you're, right. you're just like anything your parents say is like, is like, like God's word. It's like, okay, they said <laughs> that this is right. This is wrong. They're right. Now I'm starting to notice that people are coming to me for that. Like my team, my clients, all this stuff. So it's like, I, I take, I take a lot of responsibility for that. And like, I don't take it lightly that people trust me so much. So I'm really, really trying to make sure that, you know, the advice I give to my clients, the support I give to my team, I want everyone to understand that like, like I'm in this and I'm going to make sure that I'm going to do my best for you.
1: I love that. And I think it's something I can totally relate to. Like there's just added pressure when you are responsible for someone else's income. Um, Definitely was feeling that too. And I feel like, you know, it's almost positively impacted me like oh this is not only just for me now it's someone else mm. is dependent on this uh, but and it does <laughs> obviously push your managerial skills your leadership skills like am i delegating well am i explaining things well like or is this even clear enough to me so i think it's <laughs> you know it's like when you explain something to someone else and especially like someone who does not speak english as their first language like it's yeah. um it does challenge you in a in a different way. I mean, my work. I mean, I'm a manager. I manage people all the time, but it's so different as a solo planner. Um, yeah. Because again, it's like not the same level of like education sometimes, or not the level. Totally. The culture, or,
0: so many. Culture things. exactly.
1: It's just it's very different. It's very fulfilling in a lot of ways. Um. So. Definitely. Yeah. I feel like
0: it prepares us for parenthood.
1: <laughs> I, know, I know. Even though I, I personally don't ever want to be a parent, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you know, uh it does definitely put that kind of responsibility for sure.
0: Sure, um, sure.
1: I think one thing I really want to touch on is, um, and kind of going back to LinkedIn a little bit, there's so many yep. myths around being on LinkedIn, right? Like so many people are so scared of putting content on LinkedIn because they're like, oh my, especially side hustlers, right? A lot of people who are just doing this on the side and just wanting to grow that business. It's, oh, my work will see this and this will be a problem. Or, you know, I don't know if this is the right platform because it's so professional and I don't want to be this professional. What do you think about those kind of comments?
0: Yeah, I think that all comes from, stems from insecurity to be- be, honest with you, Mm. that I think people are just trying to find reasons as to why, again, maybe they're not consciously doing it, but I think they're just trying to find reasons not to do it. LinkedIn. Yes, it is a professional platform, but it's also dramatically changed. LinkedIn is in 2022 is not LinkedIn, even from 2020, 2015. You know what I mean? It's a whole different people are uploading family photos. I've seen some even posts that I was like, this is, this is going (laughs) a little extreme, right? Some of the posts I've seen, Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I truly, truly believe like, you know, especially for side hustlers, take advantage of this. Don't look at this as an obstacle. Look at this as an opportunity, right? You have access to the entire professional world in on your phone. That's crazy. You have access to the entire professional world on your phone. And you're telling me that it might not be the right fit. Like it's, it's bonkers. You know what I mean? Like take advantage of this. Like, look, I always say this, like, every social media platform has like a peak period before it kind of like starts oversaturating and becomes mm-hmm. infinitely hard. like I believe on Instagram, it's pretty hard now to, to grow. Yeah. I feel like with reels now it's kind of getting a bit easier yeah. because uh, the other way they've kind of opened it up a bit, but overall, like, like these platforms are not as easy as they used to be, but LinkedIn is still an open door. Like, you know what I mean? Like the door is here. I don't know how long it'll be here for maybe a couple of years, three years, who knows, but take advantage right now. Like if you are a side hustler listening to this, you have a side hustle, you have anything. You just want to create content. Like just understand you have access to the entire professional world, the palm of your fingers. And it's like, you're doing yourself and your future self a disservice. And I always believe that. Like, look, if you don't do it, What's going to happen? If you do do it, at least you have an opportunity to make something from it.
1: I love that. Yeah. It's just like, I guess people don't focus so much on what they're going to miss out if they don't do it. It's like, they're more scared of like, if I do this, this might go wrong, but what about if you don't do it? What all will you miss out on? The lack of opportunities and the amount of years that will take you all of that stuff. And one thing I also want to ask you, like, what is something that you think that people who are on LinkedIn, what do you think that they spend too much time on that others should skip entirely?
0: Like people who are actively on LinkedIn yeah, right yeah. now?
1: like creators on LinkedIn, business owners or side hustlers. What do you think they spend too much time on that you would recommend they should just skip entirely?
0: I would say there's a lot of like people who are so fixated on, like I say, non-income producing activities. I actually created a post yeah. about this today. Like yeah. I've, I've gotten on calls with people and they're like, oh, sir, when I have a website, I'll sign up for your coaching. I'm like, what does your website have to do with this? Like, I've like, I've almost like laughed on girls. I'm like, what what do you mean your website? Like, basically what I'm trying to answer here is things that don't move the needle. Like if you're spending like an hour editing a photo or trying to perfect a post, here's the thing. You don't actually know what post is going to do well and not do well. You might have an idea. I feel like even like I I have an idea now, but I don't really know. Like some of the posts I have published where I'm like, Oh, this is going to be a banger. Like, you know, we're going to hit 20,000 views. I'm like, just like down like nothing i'm like what and then other times i've literally written a like a post while like i don't know like just like walking the dog and i'm like oh whatever let's see what this happens what happens with this post? that forty thousand views you know what i mean it's yeah. kind of it's just it's nuts so it's like you don't know so i'd say perfectionism is holding people back a lot on linkedin and then also focusing on things that don't matter like maybe a few years ago a website like was a big deal but really now if you're just active you're more than like you're, you're good enough. I don't use my website at all. I don't think I've gotten a client from my website in the last year. I've gotten it like all from like just social media.
1: Right. Absolutely. And I think that's it's a mindset shift, right? It's just needing those things or thinking that I need these 10 out of 10 things to start doing something when no, you don't, you can just choose a platform, be it LinkedIn or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and just kind of go all in into that platform, understand it. And I think the thing that you mentioned earlier, understand the platform, understand the context, like understand your audience. Don't just do what you're doing in other platforms, understand it. But if Absolutely. you keep doing it, um, you'll eventually get better and better at it. I I love that you've spoken all about like the strategies of not only just LinkedIn, but these are marketing principles that really can be applied to... All these different platforms. Absolutely. But the advantage that LinkedIn has is again, you have all the information in a profile, you have all these people with a lot of money because they're professionals yeah. um and you the dm system like works really well like like versus tiktok where dm system sucks or the yeah. content and all that is so much better so certain things are really great certain things are not like linkedin groups absolutely suck right yeah. versus facebook groups are really good but this this has been really really great sorry uh a lot of gold so j- right before my final question i just want to ask where can people today find you online
0: LinkedIn, just type LinkedIn. in my first and last name, Saram Asadi, S-A-A-R-I-M, last name Asadi, A-S-A-D-Y. Just type my name and I, I really think I'm the only Sarum Asadi on LinkedIn, so you don't need <laughs> to really- That's
1: good. Like when I, when I type in Mark Imtia, there's like a million and I'm like, ah. Oh, really? This podcast, I'm Toronto. <laughs> you oh, know, it's like, yeah.
0: That's funny. That's funny. I didn't know that. Yeah, so you can find me on LinkedIn. I'll be, and yeah, just send, just shoot me a DM and just tell me you came from uh, the Spicy Chai podcast. I'd love to know uh, where you came from. So yeah, that, that'd be great.
1: Awesome. All right. Well, final question. Uh, what advice would you give the younger Sarim who's starting out on LinkedIn? Something that, you know, now that you didn't know before.
0: I was hoping you'd ask me this. <laughs> I, I, I will, I will preface it. I will preface what I'm going to say is I have no regrets of what I did, like of my, of my past Um, I'm I'm very proud of myself looking back. Like, you know, there was a lot of bleak times when I was 21, 22, where things were not working out and I kind of just still persevered. But the one piece of advice I would give to my younger self or anyone really listening to this is that one thing that I should have done is that I should have, I should have learned from someone. I was too hard headed at the beginning thinking I can figure this out all on my own. I can figure this out all on my own. You know, I don't really, I don't need any help. And I feel like my first two and a half three years of like gruelingness could have been compressed into six months Mm. right i could i feel like i could have like fast-tracked things a lot quicker and when i did hire that first coach when i did first learn from someone when i first did get a mentor it just scaled dramatically, like everything got better. So, and I always look at people in this industry, like people who are doing, who pick up really fast, really well. And it's because they've learned from someone, whether that's investing in a coaching program, whether that's doing an apprenticeship, whether that's anything like that, you can learn, but just fast track learning because you will get better results. And time is your most precious commodity. So don't waste it, right? You can never buy it. Time is only being spent. So learn how to spend it wisely.
1: I love that. And investing in yourself, I believe, is the best investment. It's like what I hear mm-hmm. all the gurus, Alex Hermozi, Tony Robbins, no. like they, they still invest in themselves. Like, oh, you know, time, and it's like you're yeah. so huge. So that just says something. So thank you again, Sarim. Um, I really had a great time in this conversation. And for everyone listening, please check out Sarim on LinkedIn. Do make sure you watch his free training video. We'll have the links <laughs> all in show notes. And until next week, you got this beautiful so much. Well, beautiful. It is my hope that this podcast has inspired you to create your own podcast. Remember, you don't have to quit your 95 to do it. And if you found value in this podcast, you're going to love my free training video on how you can get started today. DM me the word spicy Chai on LinkedIn and I'll send it over to you. Until then, lots of love from your favorite. You got this beautiful.